MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel MOPS After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Well, if you know anything about Barkley and I, we are all about Christmas. We are. We might even be in our Christmas jammies. Yeah, except <laughs> our guest is not. So sadly. if you want to see what we're wearing, you have to go on to our Instagram page yeah. at the Chapel Mops after party and you will see our fun stripes because we're all about stripes. Yeah, we, we love Christmas. And we're all about Christmas is like... How many starts- Christmas trees do you have? Oh my gosh, I have one in almost every room, which I, I did not think this was strange until my in-laws came in and they were like, well, you really love Christmas. <laughs> there is no such thing as too many Christmas and trees. And when do you put up your Christmas uh, oh, tree? Day after Thanksgiving. Boom. Us, us too. No, 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 no. Oh, no. no. I'm sorry. That's when Halloween. we buy the real one. Yes, yeah, sorry. As soon as Halloween's over, I'm Christmas lights are going up. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then we like... How many Advents do we have? Oh, I have a lot of Advents. I'm a seven. I like to do everything. <laughs> we we have we have the fidget spinner um, Advents, the socks, the chocolates. Which, just so you know, I went into my teenage boy's room. Did he open he them all? He ate all of them. Yeah. And then I asked him, "Did you eat them in order?" And he's like, "Of course I did, Mom." Oh. <laughs> but he did it all in one sitting. Just got it done. That it still went in order. So wrong That's to me. So I've we've got. You know, the nice religious ones that are actually what the Christmas story yes, is all yes, about, yes, yes, too, yes. As, as well as the fun ones. But mm-hmm. yeah, we have lots of it. I've literally cut back this year because the girl's like, why do we have so many? <laughs> we did add a craft one in. You yeah, remember that? I did. We, we got a craft one. And that was really cute. A craft ornament one from Target. They're actually so really cute. cute. So cute. So cute. Yeah. So, need a fun advent calendar. welcome to episode number three with our pastor, Jamie Wamsley from the chapel, which is in the Chicagoland area. We are so excited you're here with us today. And I just want to congratulate you because you are our first male guest. How's uh, it feel? feels like a lot of pressure, actually, <laughs> is what that feels like. No, no pressure, no pressure. I mean, you survived speaking at MOPS this week. Yeah. I did. It was right? so much fun, though. It was yeah. such a good experience. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Aww. Well, good. So this week, we had you join us at MOPS, and you gave the Christmas message, although I would say it wasn't the typical Christmas message. You kind of spoke into Mary's story, but even maybe even before she was pregnant. What made you go in that direction, would you say? Yeah, you know... Barkley, after after we talked and you had mentioned wanting something along the lines of the Christmas story because of the season, I just I started reading the the story in the Bible and read it a couple times. And I think the thing that really captured me about Mary is she was just so ordinary. And I mean that just mm-hmm. in a sense that all a lot of the other people that you read about in the Bible, right? They're either prophets or they're kings or they're warriors. Yeah. They're really special people, right? Like mm-hmm. even Paul, I was thinking about this. Paul, like, was probably valedictorian of his class at Harvard, and <laughs> Peter was a diamond yeah. in the rough. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a world class leader, kind of disguised as a commercial fisherman. But really, there is nothing extraordinary about Mary except she just believed God. Mm-hmm. And that makes her one of the most extraordinary people in Scripture. But apart from that, 
I mean, she's just like you and I. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I just... Makes I, you wonder why mm-hmm. he chose... You know, like what? How special that is, yeah. though, that yeah. he chose her. Yeah. How, like, yeah. intentional he was in choosing her. Yeah. Do you think you could give us kind of a brief overview of what you spoke at MOPS in this, in this story? I know you started with Luke chapter 1, mm-hmm. verse 26. Yeah. Can you give us kind of a brief story of those who didn't get to see it on sure. at MOPS? Sure. And it's not the story itself is not very complicated or long that we looked at. I mean, you have uh, an angel that shows up in this little ver- village to to talk to Mary, and the angel obviously is representing God. And you have you have Mary, who right up to this point, I think probably had a really pleasant, really idyllic kind of life. And she's engaged to Joseph. She's about to be married, start a family, like really just a lot of beautiful things to look forward to. And God basically shows up in, in the form of this angel, Gabriel, and says, listen, Mary, I've, I've got this idea. Like, I want to become a human being, and I need someone. And I need someone that will carry me to term. And I've kind of looked around, and I think you're the best fit for that. And what I think is extraordinary is, is that Mary... In this moment, I think even as a, a really young girl, as a teenager, she kind of understood the implications of that. Like she says, she says in there that future generations are going to call me blessed, and that's true. But she wasn't going to be blessed in the moment. Like this was going to be an incredibly hard mm-hmm. and difficult thing mm-hmm. that was going to cost her a lot. And I, I think um, God even probably gave her some sense that this was going to be a, a very um, difficult and painful and maybe even lonely thing. Mm-hmm. And Mary, to her credit, says, I am the Lord, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, God. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do what you want. And I, I just think that level of faith is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I, that's that's the the summary of the story. We we mm-hmm. all know how the rest of the Christmas story yes, right. obviously mm-hmm. unfolds. But, but then who I, does she go to? That I love this part. Oh, to Elizabeth. Yes. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She goes to see her cousin Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot about this part. So she yes. goes to see Elizabeth, and I I said in the in the message when we were talking, I I sometimes think this gets glossed over. People miss this. This is one of the most supernatural moments mm-hmm. in all of Scripture, because the the Bible says specifically that Mary goes a few days after the visit from Gabriel, and Elizabeth's probably 60, 70, 80 miles away. This mm-hmm. is a, a week to 10-day walk, and there's no social media, there's no phone, there's no texting, there's no means of communicating whatsoever. And the Bible says that the moment Mary walks through the door and Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, that the baby within Elizabeth, who's going to be John the Baptist, leaps inside of her, Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth begins uh, to prophesy. She has uh, what the Bible describes as a word of knowledge, Mm -hmm. insight, or understanding in something that she should have no ability to discern. Mm -hmm. And she knows in a moment, A, that Mary is pregnant when she's probably only a few weeks into her first trimester. She's not Mm -hmm. showing. She doesn't have a baby bump, anything like that. She knows that Mary is pregnant with a God child, mm-hmm. like 
which who could even conceive of yeah. such a thing, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then she knows that that Mary is blessed just because of her simple faith and trust in the Lord, because mm-hmm. she believes God, that, mm-hmm. that that's why God selected Mary. And so she calls all these things out before Mary has a chance to, to share anything. And it's just, to me, is extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yes. it's unbelievable. I just see the picture of that happening, of just Mary walking in and Elizabeth just, you know, prophesizing and just knowing what, what's happening and the smiles and the looks on their faces. And for Mary, like she's just been given something that's going to be really difficult to do. And to know this, like her cousin is like already knows about it. Like the faith in her must have grown even more being like, Lord, you went before me to tell her and how blessed that must have made her feel because I'm sure She's excited, but she's probably scared too. You know, there's there's many pieces going on, but there's that aspect of somebody else who can join in with that, who, you know, knows it. So I can just see them like hugging each other, crying, smiling, jumping up and down. Well, especially since uh, in other areas, she's probably not getting a positive. Right. You know, right. here's someone who can be excited for her. Yes. And, and what, you know, help her feel excitement, which mm-hmm. she might be feeling everything else well, I, <laughs> you know i mean I, I look at that moment and i think mary was alone when she had this visit from an angel mm-hmm. like and how mm-hmm. how does she not doubt that it even actually happened the next day and she's probably for a few weeks thinking i'm losing my mind this right. is crazy <laughs> right? i don't even believe me and who do you tell right yeah. and so yeah. when like, el- elizabeth yeah. does this she has a moment where she's like oh my gosh this is real yeah. Like, God, that was really And like you. you mentioned, we've heard this story for 2,000 years, so it's not so right. weird, but nothing like that had ever happened before. So it would be, I just, once I became a mom, I could, you know, relate or understand Mary more and what she must have been feeling. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't believe her reaction was like, all right, well, I'm your servant. I was like, that is not what I would have said. <laughs> I know. Be like, wait, I Lord, we like, have some words to have to talk this out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure she had plans. They had things they wanted to do and obviously they wanted they were obviously godly people and they had ways they wanted to do it and that is out the window so you talked about three responses that she had Mm -hmm. maybe you could share those for people Uh, that didn't hear it sure and they're they're really all the same response at some level they're just they're just a simple response of childlike faith and trust but but she doesn't the first is that she just um she just embraces what God wants to do. And she doesn't push back. She doesn't question. She doesn't challenge. She doesn't try and resist. She doesn't say, God, you need to look for somebody else. Mm-hmm. God, I'm yeah. not I'm not the person you're looking for. Mm-hmm. God, you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you, you know, think about it, all the greats often gave a pushback at some point. They did, like just Jonah, like, who's like, I'm going to go to... I mean, we were talking about how yeah. ordinary Mary was. Here, and she going. was just like, all okay. right. I just... It astounds me. It's amazing. It's a, That is amazing. And then she even goes beyond that and she doesn't blame God for her circumstances that she finds herself in, but she exalts him in the yes. midst of her circumstances. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just think that's profound. I mm-hmm. I actually was thinking about this on the way over here. When I was um when I was younger, my my younger sister got pregnant as a teenager, as an unwed teenager, and she went from obviously uh fun loving kid to motherhood and in, in the blink mm-hmm. of an eye I had yeah. to grow up like that mm-hmm. and I remember her laying in, on her bed at night and she was living at home and she would cry herself to, herself to sleep because she was so scared and she mm-hmm. would 
repeat Jeremiah 29, 11 to herself, which was, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future not for harm. Mm-hmm. And um, she would repeat that over and over. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine Mary just sitting there, laying, thinking about all of this, being overcome with it in the midst of it, just saying over and over, you are God, my Savior. You are God, my Savior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to rescue mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I worship you. You are God, my Savior. And I just think that's amazing how she reached out to God in the midst mm-hmm. of that rather than get angry with him. It drew in a, drew her into dependence on him and not, yeah. mm-hmm. not separating from him. And then the last, and this is, this is probably the most remarkable thing to me, is, is as she looked towards the future and all that was to come, she did it with, with genuine hope and faith. Um, mm. She talked about all the things. In, in Mary's song, she writes about all the things the Lord has done for me. And I, when I read that, I think, well, not yet. He hasn't. Mary hasn't done anything great for you mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And yet you, you see what's to come, not what has transpired. And it's just eyes of faith. And it, mm-hmm. she had hope and confidence. And yeah. I had to curl up in a fetal position. I mean, and, from yeah. an outsider know? perspective, you'd be like, no, he's doing you wrong, actually. He just right. made... You get pregnant before you're, you know, like that's not the response. You're going to lose your fiance. You're going to get kicked out of your village. Mm -hmm. People have been stoned for this. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's amazing. She's she's an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. I I don't know where she. Yeah, it's amazing. It is truly inspired by her. Um, I wrote here, and this is kind of where you had the hope. But something that I really loved that you talked about. Um, I'm just going to quote you, but love. Um, when you said Mary is anchored not in what has already come to pass, but in what God stands uh, ready to do, which you just talked about, that faith of like expectancy of he's going to take care of you is um, amazing. Um, And then um, I also loved when you said all of us have hardships and all of us need hope. So um, with that, where is the best place one can find hope if they're feeling hopeless? Yeah, I think that's a really profound question, Summer. When I, when I um, was thinking about that earlier, and I, you know, I'm I'm stupid simple, and I just learn from making mistakes. And I think I think honestly, if I can just be transparent, God is is often the last person I turn to for hope until I run out of every other option. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes, you know, it's easy to put hope in having money in the bank until yeah. you don't mm-hmm. have enough money in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's easy to have hope in your, your strength and your health and your physical ability and, until all of a sudden you're sick or you're injured and you're not capable and you can't do things. Um, it's easy to put hope in people around you, you know, and your friends or your spouse. But... Any of us who have been married for any length of time or have had friendships for any length of time, your spouse lets you down, right? Your spouse disappoints you. And then it doesn't make them bad people. It just makes them human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you, at a certain point, run out of options. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's, there's a, for me, there's a point in time where I just realize, God, like, I'm, I'm probably not going to do very well unless you really rescue me from this. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the one that steps in and carries me and... And does this for me? I don't. I don't know that I have a lot of hope outside of that. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that I, I wish there was a better answer. But I don't. Mm-hmm. For me, it is God. God's been the one thing that has never disappointed me. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when 
you see a family that's lost a kid or gone something yeah. too, so traumatic, but they can be joyful, you know where yes. they're getting that hope from. Yes. And that's how they can have joy in such mm-hmm. a hard time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's all we can do if we want to find joy in hardship. God's the only way. He is. And he meets us where we're at. And um, I don't know, just thinking about myself, but just like the outpouring of seeking after him. And it's a daily Mm -hmm. um, exercise of, you know, sometimes we think, okay, we have the joy, we have the joy. And then all of a sudden it, it, it goes, but it's like, that daily exercise of yearning for him and, yeah. and, you know, just like reading just scripture and reminding yourself and, yeah. and praising him and, and spending time with him. Um, he just, he, he'll fill you up. So I, I this is a, there's a, a guy I used to like to read a lot named A.W. Tozer. And one of the things I remember that he said is he said, God often waits to be wanted. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes think that's what God wants more than anything else is just mm-hmm. for us yeah. to want him and to need him. Yes. And when we reach out to him in faith, I think God loves to show up in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shared about a little card that you keep. Yes. In a, and yeah. I loved what I it said, so I just wanted to uh, repeat it. Um, it said, uh, nothing can stand against me. I'm already working. You have nothing to fear. Be at peace. And I was like... Mm. Where do you get this card? Yes. Jamie? We need to pass we, it out to we'd everybody. Like, we'd like to <laughs> yeah, you got a bunch of my office. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it's just a great mm-hmm. reminder yeah. that he's already got this. He's already working on whatever it is you're going through. And there's nothing you need to do but release. <laughs> I, I believe to the core of my being that, that God is good. In fact, um, there's a scripture passage, Psalm 34. This is kind of Tracy and I's verse in marriage. Um, it says, oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. And in my wedding band, it says, oh, taste and see. And in hers, it says, the Lord is good. But that... That, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, yes. That is beautiful. What was that again? Repeat? <laughs> yeah, I know. Can what you was, say it again? What's the, the verse? Uh, Psalm 34, 8. 34, Psalm, 8. Yeah. Okay. And, but it, and we, we believe that that's been an anchor verse for us. But when I, when I think about what it means that God is good, like what does that actually mean? I, you can you can keep it at a a more superficial level where ah oh, yeah God's good God's good all the time. For me, I've come to realize that even even though there are moments I doubt you're really there, you're real God. Mm-hmm. And even though there's a lot of times it seems like you're a million miles away, you're not. You are right here. Mm-hmm. And God, even though there's times I think that you're not very mindful or you're paying attention to this or you know I don't know where you are. The truth is is that you care about this more than I do. Mm-hmm. And God, the the other truth is, is that you're so strong, nothing, nothing can stand against you. And even beyond that, you're already moving in this. You're not waiting for me to ask. And I, I have to remind myself of those things mm-hmm. because they just so easily slip from memory. But but when I remind me myself of those things, I actually experience his goodness. I realize mm-hmm. what a friend I have mm-hmm. and that he's right there. And so that's just how... I I kind of reach out and and take hold of what the Bible says about him that he's really good. Mm-hmm. And so it's been good for me. I think too like looking back in my life um when I went through the really hard things that's like really hard things where I was like I don't know how Lord you're going to do this and all that that's where it's like I felt him most 
And isn't that just like beautiful? Because like when we're going through hard things, that's when we need him desperately. But it's when life is, you know, fine, going great. You know, it's like, you know, I know all these things, but I'm not experiencing him at that level. But when I go through those hard things, like just like what Mary was going through, it's like you are dependent upon him. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lord, next move, where, where do I go? How do I act? What do I do? You know, like it's a dependency on him when we go through those hard things. So it's like the hope sometimes when those hard things are happening is the hope is bigger and stronger once we are so dependent on him. I, do you remember, like, 20 or 30 years ago, it, it feels like every Christian family in America had that little footprints plaque poem yes. up oh, in yeah. their home, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it became yeah. so everywhere that we just kind of became numb to it. Yeah. But if you ever go back and read that, like, it is just so true. Like, mm-hmm. the, the one yeah. set of footprints, Lord, where were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Why weren't you by my side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God's like, man, during the toughest times of your life, it was then that I carried you. And I yes. just... Love that picture. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've all had circumstances not go the way we expected. And I'm sure there's a time where you've experienced this. So we're wondering if you'd be willing to share a time where, you know, either you had this plan that didn't go as expected or like Mary's life totally changed. Do you have a circumstance? Yeah. I mean, it. it's, that's a, it's a, f- interesting question to think about because there's there's big moments in life where you know there's two or three life trajectory kind of things that you think about but then there's every day oh yeah and mm-hmm. it, it just mm-hmm. i don't i can't think of a day that's unfolded i think mom's experienced this on the daily <laughs> every day every day Oh, I had a cute outfit picked out for you, and now there's poop up the oh, back. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go to school today, and I have to force you to go? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I have a pastor friend that shared this with me, because I was, I was talking about you know, circumstances that filled me with fear and anxiety and that I was concerned about, you know, what if this happens or this happens? And he, he gave me this picture. He goes, he goes, I want you to imagine like you're this six-year-old, seven-year-old boy. And there's this bully at school that is just threatening you, yelling at you, gonna you know steal your lunch money, all that kind of stuff. And you're you're scared and terrified, and that's exactly how I was feeling. And he's that's just life, right? That's the nature of life. And he goes, now I want you to imagine that you have this six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound muscle bound friend that's standing right behind you, <laughs> right? Yeah. And there's no mm-hmm. six year old bully in the world. They can, they, is yeah, yeah. it's gonna mm-hmm. mess with you. And I, and the problem is, is we so often put our attention, our eyes on the bully in front of us, and we forget that we've got this friend right behind us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think life is about remembering the friend that is by our side, yes. and that we don't really have anything to fear, you know, mm-hmm. by what's to come. I have, I have a friend. Who has a refrigerator magnet on, and it says on there, it says something like, um, "In the end, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end." Mm-hmm. And I think oh, that's that's yeah. really good, mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. in the end, mm-hmm. God's going to bring all of this together, yes. and we're going to be all right. Yes, and yeah. we just need to learn to trust our friend in the midst of all the not all right stuff, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of. I don't want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say right now, there's just, it's difficult. And so how do we come alongside people um, and encourage them in the difficult, even time now, but just like in general, um, through difficulty? How do we... Through an unexpected 
change or yeah. unplanned whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what can we do to come alongside them? So I know that for myself, when I am really filled with anxiety or fear or nervousness, the thing I need most is the presence of God. And so there's things I will do to put myself in the presence of God, to worship Mm -hmm. or be alone with Him or just write out things I'm scared about, that kind of stuff. Most people, when they are in the grip of that kind of thing, struggle to have the capacity to reach for God's presence on themselves. Mm -hmm. But here's, Mm -hmm. here's the truth that's inside of us. Again, it's one of those things I don't know that we think about that often. We are filled with the presence of God. Yeah. The Holy Spirit of the living God fills us and indwells us. And when we come alongside our friends, just by coming alongside of them, the presence of God comes into their life. And when they can't reach for God's presence, we can carry God's presence to them. Yes. And so I don't know that it's more coming, more, more complicated than, than sitting down and talking and yeah. listening, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. praying for them. Mm-hmm. I really and, hope... Maps can be that for us. That's what just finding mm-hmm. a, a community in general doesn't have to be maps, but I feel mm-hmm. like I hope maps can be that for our moms. Just yeah. So I know for our maps group, one of our biggest things is making it a safe place mm-hmm. for moms to connect and to be open and to be vulnerable because we're here for each other. And just like Elizabeth and Mary, they were there for each other. Like mm-hmm. they like cheered each other on. They. Yeah celebrated together and it's like there's such an important aspect of that coming along with each other in this life so so i i see that with my wife tracy because i i think it took her a long time to come in and check out mom's next she didn't Mm -hmm. go to mops but to to mom's next and i just thought in her mind she thought i'm so busy i don't have time for this i gotta do this and this and this and this and now you can't pry her away from it yeah she's she's just coming to that community and she just feels that love there's something about sharing life especially mm-hmm. i don't know there's so many things and feelings that you experience as a mom and to have mm-hmm. other moms be like oh i feel I, that way too. too or that yes. happened to me too mm-hmm. a couple years ago we specifically started sharing uh we call them flaps or things that didn't go right because we don't want to have this impression that we're we've got it all together yeah. it's perfect like no we all stink at this mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be, we got some stories yeah and so we'll just we start the mornings by sharing those flaps because we're like i think it's important that I we know we're all and trying it's to hilarious yeah. to hear what moms have to say they have the best stories because yeah. they often involve bodily fluids yep. of some sort bodily or fluids <laughs> how i mean but how good is that for them to think i'm not messed up i'm not alone right. i'm yeah. not Yes. A, you know, a terrible mom. I'm right. not broken. That is our there's, hope. You know, yes. yeah, I think that's beautiful. I mean, moms, they're sleep deprived. They don't eat like meals because they're on the go. You know, like it's just yeah. mom brains are real. Mom thing. brains are a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. So now we want to, um, you are such a great storyteller and you have five children. Yep. And you have an amazing wife that we adore. And so we have some questions to ask. All right. Bring it on. um, That are Christmas questions. Yes. Although uh, my, I guess my first one is not, uh, and we actually kind of touched on this, but it was funny. I was sitting with my family recently. We were sitting around a fire and my dad's a big, like deep question asker. And I don't know. He just, he's always done this, but he's thought of, he wanted to ask all of us um, when did you have like a huge life shift? Like something happened, you had plans out, but something happened and your life took a totally different direction. And it was just such a great question. Mm -hmm. And to hear like, and they're not always bad things. They could be good things, but 
um, like my sister-in-law was involved in a group and then took the you know, left this group and then went on to meet my my brother. And, you know, like, mm. so it could be a good thing, but sometimes, you know, hard things happen and your life changed. So we were wondering if you ever had this, like, huge life shift where you thought you were going this way and, you know, I don't know. Do you have something? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think everybody's probably got at least two or three of those big moments. Yeah. Uh, the The first thing that honestly comes to mind uh, is when I became a believer. I didn't become a believer until I was in college and had a business major and was going to be rich and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I had a friend sit down with me, a guy. He offered to to disciple me. I had no idea what that meant, but um, I and said, You were just sure. open to it? You're I just, well, he said, he. I think his exact phrase, if you will buy me chicken fingers at Denny's once a week, <laughs> I'll disciple you. And I said, does that hurt? And he said, no, I'm just going to teach you everything you need to know about God. And I said, oh, Interesting. great. Wow. wow. You awesome. were just game for it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I was curious. And Interesting. the very first thing he said to me, he goes, you need to know that the Bible says there's three things that are going to last forever. And that's God and God's word and the souls of all humankind. Mm. And he said, you're never going to do anything to change God. He says, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, you're never going to do anything to change God's word. He said, the, the word of the Lord um, uh, is, um, I'm blanking on exactly what he phrased in a moment, but he said it never changes. It's going to uh, stay true forever. And then um, he said, but if, if you want to invest in some, your life in something that's going to matter for eternity, you're going to want to give it to helping people mm-hmm. find their way back to God. And... I thought, man, you're probably right. And that five minutes altered the entire wow. trajectory of my wow. life. And so, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, Just like a amazing. little conversation like that can have such a huge yeah. change in someone's in, like, life. Job, yeah. life, like everything. Everything, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was your family believers? Um, my So, yeah. Um, when my mom married my dad, she was Jewish and my dad was Catholic. And they had a very, um, if you've ever seen Fiddler on the Roof, they had a very Fiddler on the Roof story. But through marrying my dad, and my dad was um, always a very earnest, sincere uh, Catholic, always a, a believer. Through that process, my mom became a believer as well. Mm-hmm. They eventually became, um, yeah, very, very committed mm-hmm. believers. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they were. It's so much so that it kind so of turned me off. So their trajectory changed too. Um, yeah, they yeah. they went through a radical life trajectory f- change for sure hmm. uh, early on in their marriage. Um, yeah. So yeah. cool. So cool. All right. So now now some Christmas. Okay. Questions. All right. Here here's the first one. Describe a Christmas that didn't go as planned. Oh, so uh, yeah, this is uh, we had one. Five or six years back, this was good. Uh, we, we were going to um, go to Florida to see my parents. They live in Orlando. We're going to leave Christmas Day. My parents decided to have a specialty knee uh, procedure, medical procedure done on their knees where they were going to fly up right before Christmas. And they were going to um, – we were going to leave the day after Christmas, okay, to okay. drive down there. They were going to fly up. Um, they were going to have this procedure done, which took uh, involved getting stem cells drawn out of somewhere in Both their body. Of them? Yeah, 
Oh, injected into okay. their knees. Wow. Injected right. into their knees. At right? Christmas. Oh, At Christmas. Yeah. Sounds good. Joint knee surgery. <laughs> and so nothing could the, go wrong here. No. This was this was the game plan. The day after Christmas, we were going to. Uh, I was going to get very early, take them to their medical procedure, come back home, load everybody up in the car go back, pick them up after their procedure, drop them off at the airport so that they could fly home, and then we'd wait, drive then you down would drive. and meet them in Orlando. Okay. Wait, wait, this so, is like they do the procedure and then they get on a plane the next right. day? No, no, no. Like, they do the procedure, it's over in like an hour. And, and then, then they on can a plane. fly? Yeah, and then they're on a plane like an hour later. Oh my like, gosh. So this is a crazy, okay. crazy new right. procedure. Okay. 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 This was so stupid. So a blizzard hits that morning, right? And oh, so, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. So I take them down, drop them off, um, go load up my family. We're in the minivan. Uh, we fill the minivan to capacity. There is the small jumper seat in the middle. Yes, I know that uh, seat. That's yeah. available, right? And we knew that it was going to be tight for the With 20 minutes to get kids. my parents. Yeah. yeah. But when we loaded my parents and we knew it was going to be tight for 20 minutes to get them to the airport. Yeah. I was there's not even enough seats. If there's you... not. So we okay. had, you had <laughs> so to, illegally. Tracy had to carry. Sam, yeah, it was illegal. Okay. Totally illegal. <laughs> Sammy had to, or Tracy had to carry my daughter Samantha on her lap for that 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, so no. we go down, we pick them up. Unbelievably slow going. Uh, the, they get in the car. They are in immense pain. Like oh, of way beyond oh what gosh. they thought they ever yes. were. Yeah. Screaming pain. Oh, As no. we're driving towards the airport, every flight gets closed. Everything oh, gets shut course. down. My dad's like, just drive. Go past O'Hare. Go to Midway. We'll get on at Midway. Wait, wait. Right, right. Midway? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, they're Mid- dying of pain. Midway right now. shut down. He's like... Just go to Indianapolis. We'll go to. We'll get to Indianapolis and we'll go. Oh my right? God! See where the snow stops and get in an no, airport. This is and it gets so get much to Florida. better. Just drive Florida. It took us. It took us four or five hours to get out of Chicago because of the blizzard well, conditions. Yeah. Like, yeah. We get to Northern Indiana, and my son Andy, who is probably four at that point in time, gets a severe ear infection and starts screaming his head off, writhing in pain. Gosh. It, it ended up being a, an event-filled two-day trip down to Florida with my parents in the car. Sammy oh, they went all the way with you? All the way, because every airport was closed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> two days in the minivan. So that was, that oh was a my That sounds like a rough sideways. Christmas. That, that yeah. does yeah. sound like a My parents have, have never, ever gotten in a car with our entire family again. Yeah, weird. That's so strange. Uh, mm, that, yeah. I wonder why. That's weird. That's, Sorry. That was a weird crazy. story, but... That's the that Christmas is a Christmas that did not go as planned. Yeah. Is it? Yes. What right. would you say is one of your favorite Wamsley traditions that you do every year? Yeah, um, Tracy and I have a lot. We were we were talking about this. Um, she does a number of things. She's great at this. She comes she up with is. a number of them every year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to ask our kids, I think they love our homemade gifts that we do for one another, Christmas Eve services, all those kind of things. The one that sticks out in my mind, um, there were a number of years Tracy and I didn't have a lot for Christmas uh, money-wise. And so it would be very, very small gifts, which was fine. Um, Probably something I've done the last 10 years. We come home from Christmas Eve services. We'll have dinner with the kids. We usually open up pajamas that night, that kind of thing. Um, And then the kids will go to sleep and we'll get everything, you know, around the tree and everything prepared. And we usually don't get done till 12 or 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. And um, 
it's Christmas by the time we'll give Tracy a kiss when we get it all done and she'll go upstairs and I turn off all the lights except the tree lights and I will, I will look at that tree and I'll be surrounded by, with five kids, it's always surrounded by what I feels to me like a huge number of packages <laughs> and um, I just look at it and it just reminds me that God has taken care of our family and it, he's mm-hmm. provided for us another mm-hmm. year and so I usually just take a picture of the tree with the presence in complete darkness and just have a moment where I say, God, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for caring for us. Thank you for taking care of us. And in my mind, that's that's probably my favorite tradition well, at this point. I love it. Yeah. There's something about a lit up Christmas tree. It just brings mm-hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm. And all the packages. And that's why you should put it up on November 1st. You got to share. <laughs> yes. And don't right. put it away till yes. January 7th. <laughs> no, no. As soon as it's after Christmas, I'm like, stuff. take it down. It's no. too much stuff. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, what kind of shopper are you, Jamie? Mm. Are you a Black Friday shopper? Are you shopping throughout December, Christmas Eve Good. shopper? Or um, out late on, oh, on no. Christmas Eve, yeah. Yeah, out late. Or does just Tracy do it all? Okay, no. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's go honest <laughs> right? here. Let's, okay. let's go on. You got so, two women right here. So two with, women with right five here. Kids, we with, know your wife. With, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, Tracy, Tracy wraps every present. Stop so, it. Yeah, do you not I, help her? Uh, I I acquire the gifts <laughs> mostly. I acquire really? most of the gifts. Yeah, you oh, acquire. She does. Okay. She does the wrapping. So we feels like we have a pretty clean division fair. of okay. labor. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> this is with five kids. This is there's a four tiered process to how this unfolds. All oh, right? okay. This is oh, fascinating. Okay. This Do is tell. Really cool. All right. So, well, even before the four tiers, you need the spreadsheet because... Stop there, it. There's you a do. spreadsheet? No, no, you do. Wait, who you makes need, the spreadsheet? I do, I do, I do. Oh, my this gosh. I do. Okay, know this about you. You need... You yes, need, Jamie is an Enneagram <laughs> 5. It's okay. Can we say that? But he wings I'm, 6 hard. Girl. I'm a 5 who wings 6 who goes to 8 in health and 7 in unhealth. That's yeah. how oh, I understand myself. I okay. Or yeah. I'm not a 9, 1, 2, 3, or 4. That's really how I understand myself. <laughs> All right. I know so much about you now, I feel okay. like. Okay. Um, so you have to. The reason you need the spreadsheet is you need equal number of gifts for all the kids and roughly equal value okay. in terms of what you spend. You can't make um, sure it's things are fair, lopsided, right? Okay. You got you to gotta keep it fair. Wow. So wave one, you hit Amazon around Black Friday or whatever. You get all the things you know you want to get, and you get them at the cheapest possible okay. price you can get them. Right? Okay. That's wave okay. one. That's a okay. you know fifty percent whatever. Wave two is you go to Etsy because Etsy is where you can get all the. <laughs> Like creative, yes. homemade, unique, mm-hmm. different things. Personalized things. things. Like you have an idea of something, but then you see it even way yes. better on Etsy. And, and you're then like, you put That's their name good. on it. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. customize it and all that yeah. kind of thing. But you got to do it early because Etsy needs two or three weeks. True. And so you got to get that done yes. by late November, yes. right? Because these are people who are at their homes making things. Yes. yes. 100%. Okay. So then after you've done the first two <laughs> waves, you look at the spreadsheet, you see where all the gaps are because it's uneven at this point, right? Yes. And so you figure out what you need kind of thing. And that's where you just do the live shopping experience. You just walk into places and you try and see things you never even thought or conceived of that you're like, oh, Guess that's ideas. good. That's what good. comes that's to good. mind. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing. What store do you go to for that? Um, there's, you, th- there's a lot of different stores. That it depends. Like if you need a sports thing for a boy – you're going to Dick Sporting Goods. Okay. If you if I need something for Tracy, I'm gonna venture in that home goods, so help me God. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> what? it's I love shopping. Right. Right. You know, it just depends. 
Uh, but then the fourth and final wave, because you get everything, Tracy wraps everything, you get everything all ordered and all kind of thing. And the fourth wave takes place on Christmas Eve, typically about 10, 30 or 11 at night. Yes. Yeah. Because, that sounds okay. Exactly. Yep. All right. All right. I'm you, on your, your wavelength yep. here. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden you realize you're two gifts off yes. and somebody got hosed, right? Someone's yeah. short. So, yeah. Someone's short. So Myers open 24 seven yes. and there's a Walgreens that's open 24 <laughs> seven. And that's your final wave where you make everything right, get all the stocking stuffers you forgot about, all that kind of stuff. And that's Jamie, that's how it's done. I that's am really so organized. impressed. Yeah. Like, if you knew my system, <laughs> maybe he can help me. Want to know system. what my system is? I'll, like, randomly buy things, hide it, and forget where I hid it. Oh. oh, no. Yeah. I have so many. I'm like, I know I bought, but where did I put it? No. Can't find it. <laughs> so I have it all in one big spot, and I literally put a blanket over it That's in, smart. like, a closet. But I am like, I got to count these gifts because I... That's what happens is you yeah. got to get the Someone's even. easier to shop I'm for. I'm not about money. I'm about gifts. So like everyone gets so many gifts. And then because when you open it, like were you ever the child who didn't who have doesn't? the last gift? And yeah. you're like, I don't have any. And you remember we, that. The kids will come and they organize that morning. Yes. Like here's yeah. Bella's pile here. And they'll see like, why do I only have I know. four things in my pile? And, and you couldn't be like, eight. well, yours costs more because... That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 100%. Well, I like your system. Thank you. I might get Ryan, my husband, on that. and (laughs) I was thinking of maybe writing it out just to see it visually. Probably really helps. (laughs) But a lot of times, like, I don't even remember what I ordered. So I like, you know, it comes on the front porch and I'm like, what what do you think this is? And then I'm like opening it. Christmas for you. Yeah. So Um, Tracy, on the wrapping side, this is what most impresses me. I think this is amazing. She gets different wrappings and has a tiered system, so the kids open all the like inexpensive gifts first, and oh, then and save the, the nicest for last. Yeah, Stop okay. it. yeah. That's so she amazing. knows she can look at a pile and say, "Oh, why don't you open that one?" And it's That's very great. impressive. I've seen that, or I've seen great. each kid has their own wrapping paper, yes. so you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, the penguins. My are mother-in-law you. did that, and I stole that tradition That's from her because I was like, so yeah. they each have their own wrapping paper, so I don't have to write their names on it. It's just they know that that's their wrapping paper. That's good. So we get a big, big roll of it. And yeah. What would you say is the worst Christmas present you've ever received? <laughs> or best. And best. Do both. <laughs> okay. I'll do I'll do the worst first because there's not one. And, and it can't be something that Tracy got you. Yeah. It can't be something no, Tracy got me? No, I'm just kidding. Of course. It can. All right. It can. Okay. I, okay. Tracy will forgive him. It's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> she won't. Oh. <laughs> just kidding, Trace. <laughs> um, so... I've never received a worse present. What? Like, what? Like, no, come no, on. No, no. Every pre- I was thinking about this. Like every present. Are you just easily, I don't know, like positive? No, so here's what I think something. is like somebody put some thought into this. Somebody put some money into this. What if they like, didn't put thought or they money at least, into They it? at least wrapped it and they at least like blessed oh, me with well, something. And that's I'm a like, great attitude. That is a really good. That was, a, that, was, that was nice. I'm like, can you please? Include the gift receipt when you give me a present. <laughs> right. Was this from the dollar store? I've re- I received a lot of gifts that I returned for either different colors or sizes or things. Okay, but, but never felt. But I've always like, been blessed by the as gift. As a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing. What? You're like, why did you get me this? No. No, really? Yeah, I have stories. <laughs> I'd be. I'd really want to hear those. That's that's interesting. No, I've always okay. like, yummy, whatever. I've yeah. Okay. One one year. My mom is really one of the best gift givers, but this one year she had this idea that she wanted to get me a shoe in every color, like oh the gosh. same style shoe, Oh my gosh. but in like yellow, black, 
purple, blue. And every time I opened a gift, it was another shoe. Oh my gosh. And I was, <laughs> I was like, so I'm like, you know, like not, I'm, I was probably 10 or 11 and I was like, no, another shoe. <laughs> But mom, you are a really good gift giver. It just wasn't off here. It's okay. Because there's no pressure because I feel the pressure now to make sure everyone is happy. So, yes. Well, then what would you say is your best? I'm assuming you have a best then. So way way back when, when we were very... Uh, early on in our marriage, I can't remember if we had kids or not, but it was if even if we had kids, it was a stage where you're getting them paper towel rolls because they love to play that with yeah. that yeah. more yeah. than anything else, Just right? Box. Yep, yeah, hundred percent. And we did not have a lot of money, and I like I I think. I think I told Tracy, don't get me anything. We just don't have the money for it. At that point, I oversaw all of our finances, and I was like, we just don't have money. My nice gifts to her were like, you know, an insulated mug and socks or something. I mean, it was not like, hmm. it was not big time. <laughs> and um, we had one of those TVs that you remember the like big square round like behemoths from like the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Tube yeah. box kind of yeah. thing. Um, she. Out of nowhere, um, I got a 32-inch, what was considered in that day, a flat uh, screen TV, which oh. wouldn't be anymore. And that was like, that a 32-inch back then was like a 70-inch day. Like, it, yeah. there weren't TVs that were 32 inches mm-hmm. big. Like, mm-hmm. And I remember looking at it, and I'm like, like I, we, don't, we don't have any money. Like, I, how, how did you, and I was just stunned and it, it wasn't, the, I mean, I love that we got a TV. It's great. It's actually still in our bedroom, but like. Stop b- it. It is. But like. Uh, How long ago was this? This was like 17 years ago. And, um, wow. Wow. And, good, good TV. And, but <laughs> here's the thing. She had, she had like secretly scrimped and saved all oh year goodness. long. Aww. And sweet. put aside like hundreds of dollars. It was very expensive and like totally stunned me with it. And I just, I could not believe like the thoughtfulness Mm-hmm. The sacrifice, the the time that she had taken, mm-hmm. the, like it was unbelievable. And yeah. I, I mean, TVs are great. I'm not a huge TV guy, but I just I was overwhelmed by everything that she put in mm. to get awesome. in that gift. And so yeah, it was that was great. I love it. I love yeah. it. So you like the thought more behind gifts? I than... I do. I am a thought ah. guy okay. for sure. For well, sure. Me too. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I am just kidding, but I like presents too. (laughs) She really loves presents. Okay, we're going to play a would you rather game. Okay. Okay? All right. I'm going to read it. Close this out, girl. Let's do it. Okay. And then we can also, Barkley and I will say, because they're just quick. Oh, okay. Uh, Would you rather drink eggnog or hot chocolate? Uh, Eggnog with stuff. What kind of stuff? Any other stuff. In it. I'm guessing alcoholic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Come on, sorry. Thinking that way. Uh, yeah, eggnog with coffee, eggnog with yeah, or any sort stuff. of yeah. yeah. Interesting. Eggnog's too on its own is too strong, too My thick. My daughter loves eggnog. I think it's so gross. Hot chocolate, 100. percent Yeah, I'm with you, girl. Hot chocolate, yeah. eggnog, sorry. gross. Really? It's like yeah, raw egg. It's like yeah. Ooh. Why is so? Mm. Sorry, wrong crowd. Okay, mm-hmm. would you rather mm-hmm. be a kid or a grandparent? Mm, grandparent, hundred percent. Uh, kid, I'd say kid. I don't want to be old. Well, no, I think I a thought kid, you meant in like the no, gift giving genre. Gift giving, like opening presents. Would you rather be the kid receiving or the grandparent? Oh, like giving. Yeah, yeah, that's how I read. Oh, it. I enjoy both. Sorry, I'm choosing both. I'm a seven. 
Oh my goodness. So you said grandparents. I, I just think when you when you like nail a gift, when somebody opens oh, the up best. a gift and is just yeah. overwhelmed, like there's no better feeling in the world. I agree I, with you, but also running down the stairs and just opening <laughs> presents as a kid because you didn't have to rap all night. That's you didn't true. have Someone to just got you do all these things. Nothing. You just yeah. You just I, show up. Okay, that's a tough one. How do you choose between that? Like, you don't really have to. Okay. Okay. okay um, a practical gift or an extreme gift? A like, practical gift or a what? Extreme gift, like you know, like your TV would be extreme. Or gift. just like, not necessary. What kind of gift giver are you? Yeah. I, I don't want to do practical. Like, See, if, if that you need, is my argument. Yeah, if you need underwear or socks or whatever, like, let's get you underwear or socks or what, let's just get that for you. Like, right? gifts are meant to, like, That's bless she, you and, like, wow you. She and, is not yeah. that way. My husband is that way, but I am practical. Like, I'm like, what do we need? Oh, you need underwear. Oh, you need socks. Oh, you need tweezers. Oh, you know, like, what can make your life better? It's like the practical I'm things. I'm like, no, that is not what Christmas is for. Christmas is for when you get the stuff you like won't get for yourself. The unpractical things, I like just keep moving and cleaning up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? why do we need this big football? The plastic spend uh, that you can glass. ride. <laughs> Uh, gummy holder. Yeah. I don't know. I just lift it and I dust underneath it. That's not. Fun. That is true. I, 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 do, I am sympathetic to you in that. <laughs> no, okay. no practical for Christmas. No. All right, this is funny. Spend your day watching Christmas movies or spend a day shopping at the mall. Oh. Mm, spend a day shopping. I can't Whoa. do these. Would you rather? Really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that about I you. I'm surprised. You like shopping? No, I like I like like finding out what is gonna make somebody like say, "Oh gosh, that is an awesome!" Like, really, that's fun. That's okay. an adventure. Like, oh, all right, you know, walking into a store and just scanning the aisles and saying, "Okay, what what's leaping off the that that to me is fun." Interesting. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Barthi? I don't like these because I want to do them all. Oh my gosh, <laughs> which one? If you had to, oh gosh, ooh, what kind of mood am I in? <laughs> Yeah, those are both I things love, you love. Actually, I do. that's very funny Ugh, because I'm movies sorry. and shopping is her love Are probably language. my two favorite things in the world. So, well, I guess I, shopping, shopping. Like, I love Black Friday. I want to go see all the people. And I being tell her nuts. what's wrong with I her. I want to stand in all the lines. I, I don't do know, I not it. go. I'll go online. Why why in the world <laughs> do you want to stand in lines? I can't even be I mean, it's called FOMO. She wants to be oh a God, part of the true. experience. It's not necessarily that I want to stand in she line. She likes when people are rude to her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not that I oh I want to go stand in line. I'm so excited. I don't mind it. Like I don't care. like I went this I probably stood at one for forty five minutes this last Friday. I just, I don't mind. I love people watching. I love the excitement of Christmas. Um, I don't know. I love it all. I just want, that's not normal. <laughs> I did I did Black Friday once. I was in a it's Toys R Us at 12 in the morning oh my goodness. with like a thousand other people. The yeah. line was through the entire store. I think, store. I think I my husband was days. in the line with you. That, I that was, him. people were not happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That <laughs> was the worst. I've never done Black Some Friday. Some of the worst <laughs> comes out in people, but still. Exactly. I, don't know. I miss the whole like lining up. Oh, God. I will sit and watch a movie, even though that's really hard for me to watch a movie all day. I'd be, yes, but shopping, no thank you. I go when it, nobody is there. I try to plan out when Aww, I do it. You're missing all the fun, guys. I, it, gives, it makes me super anxious, especially when people's personalities, like you walk past them, you can feel all their feelings of oh, like, that's, I'm overwhelmed. Now you're nine. I'm grumpy. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want any of that. No. 
Go I home. love it. Bring it on. Okay. <laughs> one last one. Would you rather? Would you rather be Frosty the Snowman's friend or Rudolph's friend? Ooh. Mm. Gosh. Wow. Silent. Silent. I know. That's a hard one. I need a minute. Well, think about them. I, I would have uh, to. Go ahead, Barkley. I would have to say, I think Rudolph. Oh, because, because of his nose? Because. <laughs> that shines what? so bright. What? No. Because oh, it's so, like your nail color? Because <laughs> it's like, okay, I could be friend, friends with the man who saves Christmas or oh. the one who melts in the warmth. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you Because I like one. it warm, okay? Yep. Frosty would not survive as my friend. <laughs> he would. You would get in your car and die. He would. Melt. Mommy, he would. Frosty. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Rudolph, guys. <laughs> All right, Jamie, how about you? I'm going to go with Rudolph, but here's, here's why. Everybody loves Frosty. Rudolph needed a buddy. Rudolph was rejected uh, by right. all the other reindeer. He so was. It's folks. true. He needs a friend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm changing my answer to that. That's <laughs> Rudolph? why. Oh, no, that's, why. that's why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Frosty. You know why? Yeah, why? Because I think of Frosty, like, you know, he's just like thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump. He's very, like, chill and, oh, like, okay. fun and happy and, like, you want a friend that not sings? complicated. He's just very, like, I, you know, like, he oh. goes sledding. He just, you know, he just is. <laughs> Okay. So well, speaking thing. of deep. No, I'm just kidding. We don't what? What's No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I thought you were gonna go. Oh. Yeah. Should we do the next one? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Ooh. I think I know what he's gonna say, but write an essay about the meaning of Christmas or solve a page of Christmas themed math problems. Whoa. Say I, I didn't even comprehend that. Say okay, that again. essay about, about Christmas mm-hmm. or a page of of math problems. What that is a are... Christmas theme math problem? Well, I mean, we both taught second grade. Oh, first you mean like grade. a word like, problem? Yeah, word problem okay. about like, you like, have five candy a... canes and <laughs> someone ate two of them. You know, this is I sick, and my kids are going to hate me for this answer. I would actually enjoy both. I would lo- I like. I'd get a kick out of either of those for whatever reason. Did, are you, what? did you terrible? love school? No, I yeah, kind of. Huh. Yeah. So he, he would enjoy five. either. I, I was going to say that's the five coming out again. You mean there's answers to all things and it's, yeah. What like about you, Barkley? You say that and oh. I think, I want to hear a Christmas-themed math problem. I know, right? You're like, well, well she we just started elementary, one. so we know these, <laughs> okay. you know. Like, I would 100% do math. Like, I, Frosty is running at Rudolph at 20 miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's exactly okay, it. That gives, makes me anxious. Oh, no. I'm like, I would, <laughs> what are they asking me to solve? I would 100% do math. I don't want to write. I don't want to read. Just give me a problem. Uh, there's a solid answer. Great. Done. Don't give me this fluff. I got to think. I got to do feelings. No. Oh. <laughs> I think I think I'd go for the essay. <laughs> That's no. why my husband is like good at math. So I'm not That's great. a good one to end it on. I do like figuring out what like X it. is like in algebra. I like algebra. See, it's good. You have a solid answer. You don't yeah, have to I don't like... like word problems. Those were difficult. I'm like, what are you really oh. asking? Because I could feel all the emotions of the characters that were like having a problem and they needed to solve it. And I was like, how are they going to solve that problem? <laughs> Stop it! And then I'd have to draw pictures, and then I was like, "Oh, I oh, was never going to work on them." Anyways, right. yeah. All right. Um, okay. Should we close oh, it off? Yeah, I think let's we should close, close it. Off. All right. So, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So, since generally our audience is moms, we like to close it out by asking some sort of advice, either bad advice they've been given, or have given, or good advice. But we wanted it to be Christmas 
theme. So yeah. what's some good Christmas advice you have for our listeners or bad Christmas advice? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think here's I here's what I think. Um, I here's some advice. I don't know where it came from. So oh, okay, um, I'm not sure. Um, I really think kids. I I experienced the goodness of God in my parents before I ever experienced it from God, mm. and I think Christmas is an amazing opportunity for your kids to experience the goodness of God through you. Hmm. And so I I think the best I could advice I could give, like there are things that your kids will put on a wish list, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of my kids um, wants a watch every year for Christmas. He's a watch guy for whatever reason. And I can get him a watch. But when I find a really special or unique or some kind of watch that he was never expecting or that he even never imagined existed, and I see him open that, there's something that happens in him where he experiences the love and goodness of his parents. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, eventually finds its way into his head that that's the same love and goodness that God has towards Mm -hmm. him. And so I guess my advice would be make the most of Christmas and help your your kids to experience the goodness of God through everything you do at Christmas. Oh, I love that. I don't think it needs anything added. Yeah. I think yeah. you should close out okay. with your... So I wanted to close this out. Um, J.J. Heller, she um, is a musical artist. And I, if you're an Enneagram 9, you have to listen to her. <laughs> but if you're a new mom or you have young kids, she is an ama- amazing artist where she... Um, her voice is beautiful and it's kind of jazzy and she takes nursery rhymes and kind of sings to them. So it's so good. But she posted this on her Facebook page and I thought, yes, this is what for us moms out there, I just want you to really listen to to this and um, yeah, soak it in. Mm -hmm. So here it is. This is just a friendly reminder that you are not responsible for making this a perfect Christmas for everyone. Your actual Christmas will probably look nothing like your adorable family photo on your Christmas card you sent out or you didn't send out this year. And that's totally okay. That's real life. We are inconsistent, messy, beautiful people who are capable of pity parties one moment and incredible acts of generosity the next. I'm sure Jesus was well aware of our messiness when he chose to be born in a stable. It's like he intentionally acknowledged our humble nature and willfully met us there. He is under no illusion that we have it all together, and yet his spirit stays faithfully with us through it all. May we remember that this Christmas, through the picturesque moments and the meltdowns, God is with us. Emmanuel, praise be to God. That was really good. That's awesome. So... Merry Christmas, We everyone. hope you have a merry, merry Christmas. And thank you to Jamie for This was so here. much fun. Thank you, guys. Did you enjoy being on a podcast? I, this was easily the most surreal experience of my life, <laughs> but it was awesome. <laughs> oh, be, we'll have to talk more about that in a minute yes. when we sign off. But just to close, uh, the Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of mobs who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group. We'd love to have you join us. Sounds great.
Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. everyone.